Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. It feels good to be in God's house on this Wednesday night. We could have chose to stay home. A lot of us could have. We could have found excuses. We're tired. We're busy. Homework, etc. But we're here tonight. We're not here for me. We're not here for pastor. Not here for the singers. We're here for Jesus. Because we want to praise him. Because we want to give him one more time. We want to give him some more praise and some more worship. So I thank God we have a church that our doors are still open and anybody can come in here. You know, now that I say that, I'm going to just add this. I met a man about a month ago and we was talking about church and he kind of mentioned to me that, um, that his church was perfect. That nothing goes wrong in his church. That everything lined up in his church. And it made me think, does that mean everybody is not welcome in your church? I didn't say that, but I was thinking it, Brother Jeff. How many times people step into the house of God and because they don't look like us, because they don't act like us, because it's their first time. They, they turn around and they walk out after the service is over with because they feel like they don't fit in. You know, I am, I am so excited and so happy that this church right here welcomes everybody that walks through the doors. And the moment that we stop, that would probably be the moment that my family leaves because it's not about <laughs> it's not about the church members or the numbers it's about the visitors coming in here because all of us were visitors at one point even if you was born into this you still had to decide to choose to live for this amen amen i don't know where that came from but that's for somebody tonight we're going to get into the word We're just blessed tonight to be part of a church that accepts everybody. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. God honors that, church. Don't ever change that. We are a country, a people that seek after things. We seek after pretty much everything we can imagine. Not only wealth, but we seek after relationships. We seek after clothes, gadgets, good health. We seek after whatever it takes to stay young. We are constantly seeking after something. Just think about all the things that we pursue in life, what we seek after. We seek after things that are out there. We seek after things that are in front of us. We seek after things that distract us. And I was thinking about that throughout this month. And it made me think, Pastor. I wonder at times 
where does God fit in all of this? Is he our first and foremost or is he an afterthought? Is he the most important person in our lives or is he just one of the people in our lives? Where does God fit? Where does our interests lie the most? What is the outcome of what we seek? Can our direction in life get turned by what we seek, church? When everything is going good, we need to seek God. When everything is going bad, we still need to seek God. When we have our answer, we've got to seek God. When we can't find our answer, we still need to seek God. So here's our Bible lesson thought for tonight. It's very simple. Seek God. Seek God. Seek after Him. If you have your Bible or if you don't, follow along with me on the board. We're going to turn to 2 Chronicles. It's in the Old Testament. 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verses 3 through 5. This talks about a young king. He just became king over Jerusalem. And it starts by saying... 16 years old was Uzziah when he, began, when he began to reign. And he reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. His mom's name also was Jebediah of Jerusalem. And he did what, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. Verse 5, and he sought God in the day of Zechariah, who had understanding in the vision of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Y'all may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, that word prosper in the Greek language in this verse literally means to help on the road or succeeding to reaching. It is very clear in this definition that prosperity is more than money and more than our wealth, what we, what we accumulate over time but rather an outgoing state of success that touches every area of our lives. God can touch every area of your life tonight. When you wake up in the morning on a Thursday morning, He can touch every area of your life. When you're in your darkest hour, He can touch every area of your life. How did Uzziah receive this? Well, it said it in verse 5. It said it twice. It said that he sought after the Lord. He met God where he was. He allowed God to direct him. God was able to touch his life and the things in his life because he sought after him. We have got to approach our walk with God, our life, asking God, what do you think about this, Lord? 
Should I do this, God? Should I go here, Lord? Should I, should I react this way? Should I back away from this situation? Should I go forward on this decision? God, I don't want to be out of your will. I want what you want. I want to line up with your will. I'm seeking after you, Lord. That's how we should approach our walk with God. God, I'm seeking you on Sunday morning. I'm seeking you on Monday. I'm seeking you on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Lord, it doesn't matter what day of the week. I'm going to continue to seek you, God. It doesn't matter how my month is going. It doesn't matter how my year is going. No matter what, God, I'm going to still seek you. I believe most of our problems can be fixed just by seeking the Lord. You will keep yourself from falling into temptation just by seeking God. You will keep yourself from saying the wrong things if you seek the Lord. Our life is better with him than without him. Can anybody testify with that? I remember what my life was before Jesus. I am better off now with Jesus. I have my right mind. I have my direction where I'm going. I'm going to heaven one day. We're better off with Jesus than without him. God started to do an amazing work in King Uzziah's life when he sought after the Lord when he first became king. God helped him defeat armies that he should have been conquered by. Where he obtained victory in the eyes of people and in the eyes of numbers, he should have never received victory. But because he sought the Lord, God told him to build towers around Jerusalem so he can see the enemy approaching. Uzziah's problems in, and, and Jerusalem's problems were spotted before they arrived, church. Who wouldn't want that in their life? God, give me that. God, give my family that. Give me the answer before my question. Give me my way out before I get attacked. Show me my enemy's plans. That's what Uzziah got when he sought after the Lord. Everything in the king's life was going good when he first became king because he sought after the Lord. But this king's life later on was not so great. We find that he becomes arrogant and he thinks that everything is happening because of his power and his education. And where God was blessing him and where God was giving him favor, it disappeared. God took it from him because he began to not seek God. He began to seek his own power and his own will and his own decisions. He began to leave God out of his life and out of his thoughts and out of his actions. And where he had favor, he had favor no more. 
When we stop seeking God, go read this story about Uzziah when you get home or throughout the week. It says when he stopped seeking God, he caught leprosy. Now, in the Old Testament, it was stated that if you had leprosy, you had to separate yourself from everybody and everything. So you would lose your job, you would lose your friends, you would lose your house, you would lose your family, you would even lose your spouse. Leprosy was a disease that drained your body. Leprosy attacked the body and because you had to be separated from everything you love everything you worked hard for because you were separated from all of that it also attacked your mind because you felt all alone God never wanted us to have spiritual leprosy he gives us the answer to stay away from that he says seek me Above all things. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 and 8 it says ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. For, for anyone that asks receive it and he that seeketh find it. And he that knocketh the door shall be open unto you. In the last days, we have got to seek God more and more and more as the time winds down. We might not be promised tomorrow, but we are promised a God that is right there in our today. So we need to seek God when we got him. You know, when I first got in church 22 years ago, and I just started going to the Beard's house. All they had was a radio and stereo system. And they, they had some kind of, uh, I don't know the name of it, but it was on the Christian station. And at a certain time, it would, um, uh, I think it was called Lost, Lost Behind or something like that. Is that right? Am I saying it right? Left Behind. Yeah, it was the episodes of Left Behind. Never heard of it in my entire life. But I remember, remember one story from it. It was basically teenagers. And the rapture took place. And they were left on earth. Now, now this, that episode is not, it doesn't fit the Bible all the way. So I'm not quoting that episode. But something stuck out to me. They were left on earth. God done called the whole church up and they were trying to live for God. But yet God's presence was off of this earth. Later on, when I actually learned the Bible and I listened to a whole lot of preaching, I realized that once God's presence is off this earth, there's no second chance. I heard a preacher say once, if you can't live for God when he's here, how can you live for God when he's not here? If you don't make it the first time, there is not going to be a second time. So that's why every day that we live for God, we have to constantly seek after him. We have to seek the Lord, church. Peter 
Peter in the Bible, he was the one that stepped out of the boat. None of the other disciples did that. And we talk about Peter and we say that he had faith to step out of the boat. And that is true. But Peter also was able to walk on water and step out of the boat because he was seeking after something. Something was coming towards him and he said, Lord, if that be you, bid me to come. So right then and there, he already knew that was Jesus because he said, Lord, because he knew it was Jesus, it gave him the opportunity to seek after Jesus. And he stepped out of the boat and he walked on water. Now, notice that none of the other disciples did this, but Peter did. Why did Peter do this? Because Peter was constantly seeking after Jesus. He was constantly looking for Jesus. But the story goes on that the moment that Peter took his eyes off the Lord was the moment that he began to, began to um, seek his situation and his abilities. Now he began to focus on the storm and on the waves. He began to focus on his problems. And he also began to focus on men are not supposed to walk on water. And that's the moment he began to sink. He took his eyes off of the Lord and he began to sink. That same saying goes, up, goes for us today. The moment that we stop seeking after God will be the day that we begin to sink, church. And it might not feel like we're in trouble right away, but eventually the enemy, he'll have us completely underwater. And we'll be begging for air. We'll be begging for a breath. The enemy wants to take the life out of the church. The enemy wants to take the breath out of a church family. In the book of Genesis where God created Adam. In order for Adam to have life, God said, I'm going to breathe life into Adam. A church without the breath of God is a dead church. The more that we seek God, the more that we're going to stay above water. The more that we seek God is the more that he's going to breathe life into us. You cannot sink when you're living for Jesus. You cannot sink when you're seeking the Lord. Think about Daniel in the Bible. He sought after the Lord. He got in trouble because they said nobody can pray to God. And if you do, you're going to have to suffer the consequences. So he went to his house and he opened the windows and he opened the door and he began to pray louder. He knew what was going to happen to him, but that wasn't going to change the fact that he was going to seek after the Lord. Now the proof was proven in the lion's den. If Daniel was focused on his problem, and boy, did he have a problem, how would you react if somebody put you in a lion's den? Uh, I'm screaming for my life. 
I don't care how it sounds. I don't care if my voice cracks or if it's a high pitch. I'm swinging, I'm kicking, I'm doing whatever I can. Probably won't make it. But I'm not going down with a, without a fight. But Daniel wasn't focused on his problem. Because if he was, he would have been huddled up in a corner in a dark cave waiting for the lions to devour him. But that's not what the Bible says, church. It says when the king woke up, he rushed to check on his friend Daniel. Only to find that the lions and Daniel was sleeping and Daniel didn't have a scratch upon his body. In other words, because Daniel sought after the Lord daily, where he would have been stressed, where he would have had fear and he would have been terrified and he would have been scared, God brought peace into his situation. God calmed his situation. He didn't just prosper while he was walking the earth, but God allowed him to prosper while he was in a lion's den. Where he should have been devoured, God shut the mouth of the lions. Where he should have gave up, where he should have threw in the towel, God came in and spoke peace in a lion's den. Because his focus was on the Lord. His, his source was the Lord. His answer was the Lord. When you're not seeking God, your focus begins to think about the trouble and the headaches and the burdens and the pains. And it gets bigger and bigger until it consumes you. And you feel overwhelmed and less confidence and less, less satisfied with life. But when you seek the Lord, your day will get easier. Because your trust is in the creator and it's not in the situation. Seeking God won't make every day perfect. Let me make that clear. But what it will do for you, it'll take you out of your own hands and it'll put you into God's hands. These hands right here will mess up all the time. It will fail you all the time. This mind will fail you all the time. But the moment that you put your life into God's hands and you say, God, direct me, God, lead me. I might not understand, Lord, but I'm trusting in you because I know in you is where I'll find my answer. I'm going to seek after you, Lord. When you put your life in God's hands, you will be in a better place. It will lead you out of your lion's den. We can feel like we got it all together, church. But even in those moments, we have got to still seek the Lord. Isaiah 55 verses 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither yours, neither your ways are my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts higher than yours. Even if you got the Holy Ghost, 
Even if you know every word in this body, this Bible, and you, you understand it perfectly, even if you're a minister, even if you're a pastor, it doesn't matter. We can't stop seeking the Lord. We have to constantly seek the Lord. Even if you feel like you got it all together, seek the Lord. Because his plans are better than yours. He has a plan for you. That's what that verse means. His plans for you. He has plans for you that you don't even know of yet. He sees into your future before you can even think of your tomorrow. He is already setting up things for you to be successful spiritually, physically, emotionally. But we have to continue to seek him. We have to seek the Lord. He knows what doors to open and what doors to shut. He, he knows what we should say yes to and what we should say no to. He is better with your life than you are with your life. Seek the Lord. Seek him above everything. You can't go wrong if you seek and trust and reach after God. Remember that day when you surrendered your whole life over to Jesus and things began to change for you. Can you remember that tonight? Some of y'all have been in church for so long. We need to go back to that day and realize what God done for us. Look at this world falling apart. Look at the chaos and the trouble in this world. You're better off in the church. You're better off living for God. You're better off putting your trust in something that can help you out. He knows what we need before we need it. We have got to seek him on the mountaintop. We have got to seek him in the valley. We've got to seek him when we have money to pay our bills. We've got to seek him when there's nothing in the cabinets or the pantry. We've got to seek him when we have a full tank of gas. We've got to seek him when gas prices are rising. We've got to seek him on a date night. You've got to seek him when you just got out of an argument with your spouse. It doesn't matter how your day is going or what situation you're in. You have got to constantly seek the Lord. In every area of your life, we have got to stay seeking the one who knows what is good for us. Don't stop seeking God. Because when you seek him, you'll get the opportunity to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's where he's pointing us to. That's the, the direction where he's trying to guide us to. As long as we stay seeking the Lord, we'll hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want my family to hear that. I want everybody in this church to hear that. I don't want anybody to be left out. I want our neighbors to hear that. I want the youth group to hear that. I want our visitors to hear that. But it's going to take us seeking God every day with every breath in our body. We've got to seek the Lord. When Paul and Silas was thrown into the prison, 
The Bible says that they were thrown into the darkest and deepest part of the prison. In other words, they were put so low that surely they wouldn't praise and seek after the Lord. The enemy was trying to get them to get discouraged. It wanted Paul and Silas to feel hopeless, to feel lonely, to feel like everything they did for Jesus up to this point has no power and it was for no reason. But we find in the book of Acts in chapter 16 verses 25 through 34 where it says at midnight... At the midnight hour, Paul and Silas prayed, and they sung praises unto the Lord. They never stopped seeking after the Lord. And the story goes on saying, and the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there came a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everybody that was bound, and everybody that had shackles they were loosened everybody was set free nobody was left out John 8 and 36 says if the son therefore shall make you free ye shall be free indeed not just the two that were seeking the Lord but everybody was set free. And it got me thinking, Pastor, studying this story. It was Paul and Silas, them two should have been the only one that got out of this prison. But that's not how God planned it. So it got me thinking that. That when we seek God every day in every decision in every area in our lives, it just, it just well might also free our loved ones around us. Because when you seek the Lord, you are giving off a positive attitude, a positive life, and it affects the people around you. Because your decisions don't happen unless you ask the Lord. And they see that you're getting blessed. And they see that you're prospering. And they want what you have. So not only you get to get out of your problems. Not only you get to get out of the prison. But your neighbors and your family members have the opportunity to see your walk with God. And see that you're seeking the Lord when everybody else is seeking everything else on this earth. They see you seeking the Lord. And they get out of their problems too because they follow you. If these two Christians, Paul and Silas, would have decided to stop seeking the Lord and started seeking the, dark of the darkness of the prison and said, I'll just give up. I'll just throw in the towel. Then these prisoners would still be locked up and they would probably would have died in that prison. I want my parents to make it to heaven. I want my two sisters and my little brother to make it to heaven. Y'all have people 
You can call their names out right now. They're, they're carved in your heart. You think about them all the time when the Lord touches you. And you think, God, if they can just feel this. If they can just get blessed like this. If they can just get healed from you. If they can just be in a service that you just feel the room, God. They would know what I have is real. They would know that you are real. I know I'm not the only one that thinks that, that dreams about that, that prays about that. You seeking the Lord and never stopping could make that happen. Why don't we stand? You know, I think about Judas. He was no different than the other disciples. He made a bad choice. Pretty much every disciple made a bad choice. But Judas was one of the disciples that followed Christ. He saw the miracles. He prayed with Jesus. But at the end of his life, he decided to stop seeking the Lord. And he started seeking money. He started seeking what does people think of me. And look where that got him, church. After his death, he was never spoken about again. But all the other disciples that decided to keep seeking the Lord, you hear their names mentioned all the time throughout the New Testament. I want God to know that I seek him. I want God to know that, hey, I'm not making a move, Lord, until I pray. I'm not reacting to something until you show me how I'm supposed to react. You see, when Judas stopped seeking Christ, that's when his life started to consume him. And in a matter of hours, he ended his life. But think about it like this. We might not end our life, when we walk away from Jesus. But we end our life spiritually. We go out into the world thinking we got it all together because God's not answering our prayer fast enough. And we feel like our prayers are just hitting the ceiling and coming back down. Like God doesn't, he's not concerned with me. And we end up backsliding. We end up walking away from the Lord. And we start seeking other things. And before you know it, we're consumed with this world. And we want to come back to God. But we're so caught up in the things of this world that we never do. But you're in this service tonight because you do seek after the Lord. Because you do want to live for the Lord. So we have got to use every opportunity, every breath that we take, and we have to give it to Jesus. Because we have a treasure. This Holy Ghost is a treasure. It's more greater than anything this world or anything you can ever imagine on this earth. It's the only thing that is going to get you past the pearly gates. You need the Holy Ghost in your life. You need Jesus to direct you.
Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.